Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudla. This is Sebastian Wolfner. I'm Andrea Wiesler. I am Francisco Serundolo. And, and you're listening, listening to the Game Podcast. Hopefully you enjoy it. <laughs> hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Day seven is nearly over. One match still playing. It is Sasha Zverev, but it may be over by the time you watch this one. But the big story, Iga Sviantek knocked out of the Australian Open by Linda Noskova. That was an incredible matchup. And other big names, Nuno Borges knocking out Grigor Dimitrov. Where do we start, JG, on day seven? Well, they are the two big ones. Borges winning, uh, creating history for Portugal. And Eager, the world number one, losing to the young Czech, Noskova, in three sets. Eager won the first set as well, which makes it even more extraordinary. And now the women's draw has opened up to another level. There's so many big players out. The biggest two being Eager, Amrabakina, two of the favourites to win the whole thing. Uh, now Sabalenka with the bookies will be probably a bigger favourite than Djokovic is on the men's. I've not checked the odds, but I'm assuming it's going to be something like 1.6. Mm. Um, Coco Goff. No, I, I really believe Saba now has such a big opportunity. But the interesting yeah. thing to say is that we've got Saba and Coco as the two big hitters out of the four, but they're still on the what, one half together. Yes. So really, there's an opportunity... For someone on the top to get all the way to the final. And this cues nicely to the tweet you made. Yeah, exactly. The top half of the women's draw, wide open now. No eager, no Rebecca. And one of these eight women will make it to the final. So uh, these are as the bracket would look as well. Just so I did it like that, just so you can see who they're playing. So we've okay, got nice. uh, Noskova versus Svitolina. And I'll put their ages there just so you can see uh, there's a real variety. Noskova is still yeah. a teenager. Svitolina, obviously a mother. We've got Victoria Azalenka, a mother there. Two-time Australian Open champion. She is 
for me, looking like a real strong uh, competitor in this little section. And with D Diana Yastremska there as well. And we've got Jasmine Paolini, Italian there. that She's done great, knocked out Blinkova. Anna Kalinskaya, uh, fourth round for the first time. And Kim Winjeng there at the bottom. And she must be fancying her chances right now. So my assessment of this is Kim Winjeng, I believe, is on paper the favourite. Uh, to make the final. I would. You could also make a case for Svitolina. I think them two are the best two players we've seen this last year, uh, consistently on a week-on-week -week basis. However, you've got someone like Azarenka, who has yeah. shown that she can win the Australian Open, and she's got more titles than probably all of the others. Svitolina as well, them two both have quite a few titles around the WTA. And who's to say that she's not going to be able to just do it and surprise some people. Not many people had Azarenka getting all the way to the final. It is now a real possibility. She's been here before. Can she use her experience? But I do want to just go back to the fact that what we've seen this last few year, I would say, is that King Wing Zeng has got an opportunity of a lifetime. This is her chance to now yeah. announce herself on the WTA tour and try and get, get into that top 10. Yeah. Because most it, likely, if she is to get to the final, she'll be a top 10 player. I don't know that statistically, but... Well, you'd, you'd have to think that if she was to get there, uh, she's knocking on the door already. She's already at 13. So I think that she, it's, yeah, it's just a matter of time before she gets there. And yeah, I mean, it's just an opportunity for all of these players. They all must be looking at this just thinking, well, well, especially Noskova. If, you, if I can be eager, I can be anybody. And that's what's got to be her mentality now going in. Azarenka, I think she may see this at being 34 years old as the best chance now left to win a, a slam, potentially. It's her best slam. And I think, yeah, she could beat all of those players uh, on her best day. Yep. Let's move to the next one. Yeah. So let's just move uh, over to the next one. This one talking about the women's top 20 seeds and we've got crosses next to all of the ones that have gone out so it's probably easier to read the ones that are still in yeah, uh, so we've got sabalenka coco <laughs> goff krachikova who's had a really nice draw so far <laughs> king wing zhang uh azarenka and svitolina and that's it end of list yeah madness and to put this into perspective, what uh, Noskova has done, this is how difficult it is to beat Igor Sviontek from uh, a set behind. And uh, it, this is the, these are the stats. In WTA 1000 level, she's 58-0, and 0, Igor. But in majors... After winning the first set, that yeah, is. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. And, uh, and in majors, 62-6. and 6. I mean, <sighs> crazy statistics. The only people to have beaten her are Sevastova, Kontovic, Halep, Jabur, Ostapenko, and now Noskova. Yeah, insane. And Noskova being the only young player. And we can see here, Linda Noskova is the first teenager to defeat uh, world number one, uh, a world number one at the Australian Open since Emil Moresmo in 1999 versus, versus Lindsay Davenport. Yeah, I mean... She's really uh, come to the forefront. She had a really good few tournaments leading up to the Australian Open, and she's continued the form. Uh, it's one player that you had on the radar maybe even a couple of years ago. So yeah, she's two coming. Two years ago. Not last Roland Garros, the Roland Garros before. She was my number one qualifier to watch. 
She was someone I was backing heavily. I believe she had Radu Kanu at one stage. I'm not sure if she won that one or lost it in the end. Lost it, but played well. But lost it, but took a set. And from when I saw her at that period a few years back, I just knew that she'd be a top player. I didn't expect her to be eager. Don't think many people did. No. The odds were crazy. Both of us and our predictions had eager in straights. And this is a real surprise for me. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, was it a surprise to eager though uh this is what she said after the the yep. loss uh, she said physically i felt pretty good um i have no regrets but for sure i wish i could have played better in this tournament she's not come out and made excuses no <laughs> raducanu um she's just uh, come out and accepted that she lost she felt good in herself no problems physically just come up against a player in inspired form who beat her fair and square Yes, and this means now uh, worse than last year's result, really. Uh, she got to the fourth round last year, only third round this year. Her best result, semi-finals in 2022. Um, notably, I'd say probably her second worst slam for sure, like Wimbledon. I, I still think she can get better at Wimbledon, though. She made quarterfinals last year. But, yeah, uh, eager. I don't... I don't read too much into this. She can have an off day and other players can have a good day. And this is what can happen on those days. Like the, it's good that the tour is now closing in a little bit and you're starting to see some other players actually challenge the likes of Iga as well. And and Sabalenka, I'd like to see somebody challenge her. Maybe Anisimova will be the one to challenge her uh, later on this evening. Yeah, so. there's very few days <laughs> where yeah. she's like this and uh, she can be beatable. So we'll take them when we can. And Noskova certainly will. Uh, let's move over to the men's. Yeah. And this is, for me, rivaling <laughs> eager um, for the number one shock element. And that is Grigor Dimitrov going out to Nuno Borges in four sets. Yeah. Borges lost the first set and then won the remaining three. Before playing Dimitrov, he was one of the few players to have not dropped a set the entire tournament. I believe, is it him and Alcaraz? Was the uh, other ones before? What? Up no, till this, no, it's Sinner. It was Sinner. Sinner yeah, yeah. and um, Borges. But then he did drop a set. But then just one in four against Grigor Dimitrov, the informed man. What's yeah. your assessment? Because I've got a lot to say. I thought he played incredibly well. Like the level was very high from both players. But the way that he's been playing this tournament is something I didn't ever expect from Nuno Borges. I mean... We knew of him. Uh, for me, I, I, I've said this about many players. I thought he was a clay quarter, this type of thing. He's obviously grown up on the clay. And then these players actually get better and better on the hard court. He's actually a college tennis player. I, I went back and watched our interview with Jose Morgado. And that was three years ago. And he was, I think he was just outside the top 400 or something around there. And he was playing ITFs, making a few finals, just starting to play challengers and doing all right. Now look at him. I mean, taking out someone like Dimitrov in that type of form and in the style, like his serving was so good in this match. He was hitting aces in big moments when a lot of other players we've seen in this tournament, they, they bottle it. And you just see them that they crumble. He's not crumbling under big moments, which is such a great thing for, for him and for Portugal as well. Yeah, definitely. He's now the first Portuguese to reach the round four of the Australian Open. He equals the best run by a Portuguese in a major, Jao Souza at Wimbledon and the US Open. 
uh, and becomes the second Portuguese to enter the top 50. Wow. The ATP top 50, that is. <laughs> That's impressive, mate. I mean, he's just... I well, he's flying like the flag. And it's always surprised me, really, that there's not been more players from Portugal come through. We never really see yeah. a big top 10 player. I mean, the best being Jao Souza. Uh, but you'd expect with a country where there's so many tennis courts, we went there last year and had a great time, that yep. they would produce more talent. Yeah. Maybe we are starting to see some of that talent coming through and breaking um, the records, which have not many people been doing because there's not been that many Portuguese players I can recall. And Nuno Borges is doing some amazing things right now. And I am so pleased for him because he's showing that he's not just a clay quarter he's had his yep. time in the colleges in, in in america i remember jose morgado was saying how he had one of the best records yes. in over 300 matches in his time in america there so it's impressive he's versatile and he's now i think gonna surprise some people potentially in the next round yeah i think so as well i think that i'm sort of eating my hat multiple times i'm running out of hats to eat at the moment jg um <laughs> i i doubt a lot of players and we're going to get on to the next one who I, I actually stopped doubting which was the the young french player this is actually somebody that i thought i'm going to take a risk on him this time and it is arthur Cazo. Because another, I mean, I don't know if you call this one a shock because he was playing Talon Grigsport, but Grigsport is a seed as well in this tournament. Yeah. This was one, it was going to be really tough to pick because Grigsport's been playing really well, despite me not thinking he was going to do too well. And Arthur Cazot just sort of come out of nowhere. Uh, in Grand Slam speak, I think he's not come out of nowhere. We know who he is, but I never expected him to be playing this level at this tournament, did you? Well, I don't think he'd ever won a Grand Slam match prior to this year in Australia. And you can read here from Damien that Kazoo's only top 50 win before this week was Manorino in Geneva 2021. He's now defeated Runa, Greeksport, and Jair. It's also extremely rare to have to face three guys from the top 35 on the way to a slam round four. Only possible as he drew the highest ranked unseeded player in round one. So despite you could look at the players he's beaten, Jair, Greeksport, and Runa, and saying they're not that in form and they're not they could be harder opponents in Australia. In terms of their seeding and their ranking, it's probably the toughest anyone's had to face to get to a round four. If you looked at the averages yeah. of the ranking, you've played, what, three players under top, top 25 so far. And he's getting better as well. First round, he went five sets with Laszlo Gerle. Second round, he went four sets with Holger Luna. Now he's just being Greeks point straight sets. What's next for him? He can't get better. Can is he going to bagel uh, whoever he plays next? Is that what what's going to happen here? Well, I don't think it's easy for him in the next round. Let me just refresh my memory. It, no, it it's Hubi Hercat, yeah, which is going to be super tough. But good luck with I'll that. I'll be surprised if he doesn't take at least a set in that one. And just quickly back to Borges. Um, yes. I know I was saying he's got a chance in the next round. He's got Medvedev. Out of the other big three players, so Alcaraz, Djokovic, Sinner, I think that one has the potential to be the closest. I think Alcaraz, Kesmanovic won't be as close. Djokovic uh, versus Manorino won't be that close. I think Sinner will be fine with Hachanov. I'm most worried that out of the big four, Medvedev is the one who's going to be going out because Nuno Borges 
I think is extremely good and I've rated him so highly. He's here to stay now. He's here yeah. to stay. I know when you get on a hype train, it's hard to get you off. And uh, you don't. The, all the stations go by and you're like, nope, I'm staying on right until the destination we get there. Uh, this one, I don't blame you, to be honest. Uh, I, I think he's a really, he's a person you can get behind. I actually like love him as a character. I think he has like a real, he, he sells himself really well. He comes across like a great, like a uh, like personality as well. Yeah, reminds me of Francisco Solundolo. Yeah. Similar yeah, good type comparison. of path. Similar path completely. Sarundalo then started doing stuff on the hard courts and was really good in competing against these top players. And I was always worried about him when he was playing Rafael Nadal that year. I thought that was going to be quite close. It was a close match, it turned out. I believe that could have been in Australia as well. Borges is now at the peak Sarundalo level. So do do whatever wow. you want with that information. But a I peak like Sarundalo level is dangerous to anyone, including Medvedev. Yeah, I mean... Solundolo, he's just had a, a little bit of a tough one of late, but yeah, we know his well, level. There's peaks and troughs in tennis. Yeah. He's not at that right now, but I'm talking about peak Solundolo when he's right up well, the, at his best. This is what Borges is. So well, speaking, of, speaking of peaks, uh, nice segue into somebody reaching their peak at the Australian Open, and that is Carlos Alcaraz, who's been gets to the fourth round for the first time in his career, which seems weird to say that. I know he's only played it twice before, but we expect him to be in the semi-finals and the finals of everything these days. This one, I mean, he had a bit of a touch here. I'm not going to lie. He played poor old uh, John Chen Shang or Jerry Shang, as uh, he's known. And it was two breadsticks and then a retirement for uh, the, the young Chinese player. But I think we're going to see big things from Shang in the future. It's just a bit too much too soon for him, I think. Yeah, it's great for Alcaraz because he's going to be picking up so many points at the moment because Storming he it. didn't play the Australian Open last year. So whatever he does is points on his uh, record at the moment and he can close that gap with Novak Djokovic at world number one at the moment. And what, what, what do I want to say about this? I thought what? this was fascinating that it is <laughs> the first time he's played someone younger. It must be really weird for him. Yeah. Because he's always just known as the young kid and now he's played someone younger. I don't think it bodes well for anyone younger than him because he absolutely killed it. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I, I would expect that against the most people younger than him. Who, Who is younger than him who can really give him a, a good test at the moment? I don't know many. No, I don't either. <clears throat> uh, moving on. Yeah, so uh, this one, him just talking about his eating habits. Uh, he's been eating every day at a Spanish restaurant. And that's where I get all my power. He says. <laughs> he's been going What's under the radar. We've not really been able to cover many of his matches because of the timing. He's always been like the worst time for us in the UK. So I've only yep. ever caught highlights of him. Uh, he's going through the draw without really any problems. Yeah. Just go sneaking under the radar, really. I know people are saying Hachanov is. I feel like Alcalaz is. Despite yeah. him being the number two, he's just... There's no issues, really. He's just going through very easily, comfortably. I don't think he's had to play his best tennis yet. He's not been pushed no. at all. And I think that should be a real worry for a sinner if he gets to the final. Or a Djokovic, which is, of course, very likely. Alcaraz could be super, super dangerous if he can get all the way to a final without having any trouble. Next up for him is uh, somebody who caused an upset as well. Someone who we haven't really spoken about because 
I've been expecting him to go out each round. Yeah, Mia Ketsmanovic goes through again. Bagels Tommy Paul in the final set. And Tommy Paul, somebody who's been to the, was it semifinals here before? Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, disappointed he'll be here. But Ketsmanovic, I, I didn't expect this level from him. I know he said, was it about two years ago when he was really playing a high level? I he just dropped off from that. I never ex- really expected him to come back to that level again. And he seems to be playing like it again. Yep. Two match points for Tommy Paul. Oh, really? Um, I didn't even had, see that. He had match point in the tie break at 6-5. He then also had it at 7-6 uh, on his racket, I believe. And then lost wow. his serve. And then ended up losing 9-7. So No wonder he got bageled in the final set there. <laughs> yeah, so it was, he had it all done. He, he he had the match won against Kizmanovic and threw it away. So Kizmanovic, a lot of resilience. Um, but I don't see him troubling Alcaraz in the next one. Another upset, uh, one that we didn't call and one we should be happy about, Cam Norrie. And I did actually watch some of this match uh, earlier and I am seriously shocked by the level that Cam Norrie has brought to this Australian Open. Shouldn't be that shocked. He's a man from down shocked. under. I'm not but... shocked at all. I think if you look at Norrie and Rude on paper, it's an even, even match-up. Well, he's never beaten him in like four matches, I don't think, before it, it's, it's just an even match-up, though. Like, I feel like them two are pretty... Rude's dropped down slightly than what he was for a start. And Norrie's just that guy. So I feel he's like leveled. it's not that much of a shock at all. Um <clears throat> I saw a tweet that was. I put didn't out. expect it happen though. I thought Rude was going to win. I saw a tweet. I think it was Morgado put out. Uh, no, it might have been Gil Gross actually. Sorry, and he said about uh, Cam Norrie's net play uh, today that he'd won. I think it was something like forty-two out of fifty-five net points. I mean, how crazy is that? He'd come into the net so often, and the amount of winners I saw him hit. He was just hitting off any ball that was free. And he was hitting winners against Kasper Ruud. So Cam Norrie in this form, he's in Alcaraz's side of the draw. And notably somebody who has caused Alcaraz trouble in the past is Cam Norrie. So yeah. there's Zverev in there as well, though, in that section. So you'll have to wait and see how that all plays out. Well, Zverev looks like he's won that in straight sets. Yeah, so that's you a nice three it. points for me. Um, just to put the nail in the coffin for... It's done, yeah. Was it the fourth round? Third round? That's the third round Our predictions. third round predictions. We'll be doing fourth round predictions later on tonight. So if you want to join us for a live podcast around 7, 8 o'clock UK time, we will be doing a live predictions just like last time. Hopefully you guys can join us and play along at home. Medvedev, Felix, nothing to really discuss. Uh, he's no. had his number always. Uh, we've seen a really tight one in Australia a few years back, I believe, uh, when yes, it went to yeah. five. But aside from match that, points, didn't they? it's now six love on the head-to-head with Medvedev. So let's move to the women's. Yeah, move to the women's. Callan Skyer going through in a really hard-fought match uh, against Sloane Stephens. I was really impressed with her resolve. I thought she should have taken the first set. She had set points, Callan Skyer, in the first set tie-break, and Sloane dug in and uh, took it. But well done to Callan Skyer for yeah, going This is through. where you smashed your predictions, I think. Like, yeah. I got all of these wrong. Yeah, you got today. like five in a row wrong, I think. Yeah. But with that, I don't think prediction. I got hardly any of. The, I didn't call any of these right, and you can see some of the odds. Yastrzemska, she was an underdog, lot uh, one. Dodin, underdog, one. So there was a, them two. Blinkova wasn't an underdog, surprisingly, but she just beat him Rabakina. I didn't expect that to happen either. 
And Aust- yeah. and the others were really tight. Callum Sky Stevens, nothing between them. Ostapenko has Zarenka, nothing between them. I'm to wait with the bookies. And then, of course, Eager lost. And Switzerland is the only one we all really got quite easily, straight sets. I think I got uh, Kim Win-Jeng in three was the one which got me the most. And then I obviously had Paolini and Azarenka to win on mine, but in different uh, set scores. But still a few points on the board there for me. Um, Callum Sky... This is a big moment for her. Obviously, she's in that top section that we were speaking about earlier. And they're asking her on court uh, after reaching the first uh, slam fourth round. This is the most prize money that you had ever received at a tournament. And what would be your first purchase? It's actually $375,000 she'll be receiving. She said, I don't have anything in mind. I'll maybe take it easy. And they said, maybe some nice jewelry or earrings. And she said, maybe a nice purse. (laughs) (laughs) And there she is, I think. uh, Well, a very modest thing. How expensive is this purse going to be? That's what I want to know. It's £375,000. I hope she doesn't have a partner because he's probably thinking at home, oh, you didn't get me anything nice then. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could probably just buy a house outright with that amount of money. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? But she could go through again and then there might be even more money on the table if she manages to get to the quarterfinals. But well done to her. Let's just uh, double check to make sure there are no other results that we've missed there. Obviously, this ooh. is what we've got next, Ben, and that is oh, okay, go on then. Docs. Go on, bring so out, zoom in a bit. Up. I didn't know if you had it or not. Yeah, yeah, I've got it on there. That's fine. Okay, so this is how it ended. <sighs> on the women, somehow you beat me. <laughs> I know, that last day. I mean... Which is insane. I think we just probably should update the last one. Just so it all... Does it feed through or not? Yeah, if you just write three in the Zverev and then one in mine. Yeah. This is the final scores now. So... It's quite close in the end, though. I started really badly. Yeah, you had a bad start. I did very well on the men's. A 23 is pretty good for a third round. (laughs) That's solid. It's going to be interesting because we can compare these now with other slams... Um, because of course it's always the same amount of matches and we'll see is a 23 one of the best scores we'll ever get in a Grand Slam I think I'll do better at um, Roland Garros this year that's yeah. my prediction I'm interested and- to know if people have got uh, a bigger score than 23 yeah. on any of them put it in the comments section if you got it for sure no cheating <laughs> and you did pretty well on the women's I guess 15 steady across the board You're very even Some on both ones, of them ones isn't it it's like I'm just like Mr. Three Throw Man, uh, not not from uh, any long distance those shots, but yeah, hopefully I do better in the fourth round, eh? Yeah, right. Well, let's wrap it up there. We will be doing fourth round predictions later on. The big news being eager out of the Australian Open and Nuno Borges marches on. Can he do something crazy against Medvedev? We'll give our predictions later on. If you haven't already, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, and join us tomorrow. Because we've got Novak Djokovic back in action. Come on, hit him all. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.